0: over footy, uh, soccer podcast in St. Louis. We are broadcasting on the big 550 KTRS as well as podcasting for your all tonight. Uh, we're, we're streaming live, too. We've got a lot of people in the chat today. I'm really excited to have a fun show talking about massive news, bringing in the chat as much as we can. And I have my friend Santiago Beltran blessing us with his presence after uh, a nice visit to Puerto Rico, as he likes to do. This is the second episode of the second season that St. Louis City has existed, and so uh, Santiago, we're gonna we're gonna talk it through. We got a little bit to talk about tonight, don't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. The preseason just started, but uh, already lots of things to to talk about. So, looking forward to getting into it. Me
0: too. And we're not gonna bury the lead, everybody. We're gonna jump right at you with the big news. Um, it's not official, official, but. It is uh, Fabrizio Romano official. It is Manuel Vey official at this point. Um, I don't know if we can even call it a rumor at this point, but I guess it's still kind of in that category that Nico Joachini, uh will be transferred, transferred to Como FC in, in Serie B. Um, I don't know if that is that Serie B. Do you speak any Italian, Santiago, as well as Spanish?
1: Uh, no, no Italian, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say Serie B. Okay, great. Um,
0: so he's going to that club in Serie B, uh, and that is their third place now. They were in second place a week ago, um, and they dropped down to third place. They're tied on points with uh, Venezia, Venezia, um, which is where two Americans, Tessman and Buzio, are playing. Um, but the fee is for $2 million and up to $4 million after performance incentives, that Joaquinie will be sold to them. This is still, of course, rumor at this point, not completely official, but probably true. I think we can say. Um, and it's, I think, the biggest story here is yes, yes, we're sad that we're losing Nico he uh you guys i love what what matt posted uh just yesterday i think about um how you guys were just talking in the last episode how he was looking for a house how he is a st louis man now that st louis belongs to uh the jogini belongs to st louis and then this news happens it, it kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of reasons but but that was one of them wasn't it
1: i know things change so so quickly and great opportunity for him great opportunity for the club obviously he had plans to uh in St. Louis, and um, he was looking for houses, but that's, that's the nature of the business. Um, if you're a good performer and some opportunities come, you, you have to, to take them. Uh, I know his, his goal was to uh, go back to Europe at some point, and, and he, he has to take advantage of this opportunity.
0: Yeah, our friend Justin Horniker, um had an interview with him earlier. Um, he All of his articles are in STL Mag, and you can find them online very easily with his podcast as well. Uh, but he asked uh, Joe Keeney about going to Europe again early last season. It might even been uh, preseason, and here's what Nico said. He said, I'm focused on this season on helping the team. He says, that's the main focus. But, yeah, it's definitely a goal of mine. I'm patient. I'll wait for the opportunity but it's every player's dream to play at the highest level. It's just about having patience and not forcing anything. And um, you know, looking at like we said, Como FC is in 3rd place in, in Serie B. Um it doesn't take much to get promoted to to Serie A and um I would you know, if if you get an offer from a club like that, um after a season that you just had with St. Louis that you did, and really even looking back at the we're going to get really into the the season he had previously with Orlando strike while the iron is hot and go to a club that could be in Serie A next year this is an opportunity of a lifetime it could you know springboard his career into something much bigger
1: yeah because imagine you you go um, to Como right now and you have a good season with them and score some goals um, contribute um as a forward and then they move to Syria you are still the guy yeah they may look for uh, some uh, reinforcements uh, to be in Syria but but um i think it's a great opportunity for him to to go back to europe uh with, with a with a club that is doing well in in second division so so yeah it's it's a good opportunity for him and also uh for st louis uh, to sell a player who did so well last season uh, Imagine before your second season, you had already sold a player overseas. Um, it's it's a great accomplishment, too.
0: It's massive. So, you know, that's also burying the lead there a little bit, that Nico Giochini is the first St. Louis City player to be transferred, to be sold, outright sold to a, a club in Europe. And I think that's, it's perfect. It's so good. And And, and the story is just almost too good to be true. In a way, let's look at the stats between his season with Orlando versus his season with St. Louis. With Orlando, it's just hard to imagine that they pulled this man out of France, a a Ligue 1 club, uh, the top tier in France this man is playing in. And he goes to Orlando, he gets seven appearances and gets 139 minutes for Orlando last season. Not on the score sheet. They used him as a winger a lot of times, which we found out is not where he prefers to be. It does not At least that's where he doesn't think he's best. Not that he wouldn't have done it if we asked him to. St. Louis City, 37 appearances. I had no idea it was that many. Almost 2,300 minutes, tallying 10 goals and one assist. As a lone striker while Klaus was out, but often as the second striker. Hardly ever as a winger. Um, just what an amazing season from him. And... Uh, a couple things about that, maybe that um, he wasn't being utilized correctly, perhaps with Orlando, but this is also part of the story that we saw with Stroud, City uplifting a player, making him better, using his talents in the best way, maybe even making him better. It depends on how you view the, view the Stroud thing, uh, Santiago. But, you know, uh, that has to feel good That that not only have we sold a player onto Europe, but we lifted him up to be a, a better player than he was before.
1: Yeah, and a player, if you go back and and think about how St. Louis got Nico, he came from the expansion draft, so uh, no uh, acquisition costs. So uh, just a player that, as you were mentioning, uh, with Orlando, very, very few minutes and uh, very little opportunities. Then he comes to St. Louis, and and he uh, basically is a contributor. uh, You mentioned 37 games the team played 40 games um, mm-hmm. last year. So he was basically in almost every game. He, I know he missed at least one or two because of injury. Yeah. So um, he was basically an, an every-game player. And uh, he didn't start every game, but he was um, he got significant minutes even from the bench uh, when he was on the bench. And just 10 goals, one assist. Uh, I remember when City drafted him, I remember uh, reaching out to a couple of people in Orlando um, and basically not a lot of good things. They said, well, if he was unprotected on the draft, it's for a reason. He didn't do much here. But uh, I remember talking to him and also um, listening to some interviews he gave also. And basically the situation in Orlando when he came wasn't very good. They were already set up with their strikers and um it was more of an an afterthought i don't even know if papi pareja wanted him there or maybe it was more like ownership but it wasn't a good situation for him and uh when he came to st louis um it was it was different and i I remember talking to him and when i asked him about Orlando, he was like well no not many opportunities basically my my return to the u.s and my start in mls i see it as like now here when when i started with st louis i don't think about orlando match.
0: yeah i know and i think i remember i think it was lutz that said i think it was about joe Keeney, that he was surprised that he was left unprotected uh because and maybe it's just like a luck in the way that st louis city plays but you know joe Keeney is a great match he has a lot of skills a lot of tools that could be good on any team. I think, in fact, we see Chris Gebhardt said uh, of STL Soccer News, uh, such a high transfer fee as well. Clearly he's going to play a lot for Como. Bill Boswagen says, I think his style will play well in Italy. Yeah, like he has a lot of athletic qualities. He's, he's a dribbler. Um, he's, he's good at drawing fouls, as we've seen throughout the season. But mainly he has those fox-in-the-box capabilities that he can just score out of nowhere. We could look like we're not controlling the ball at all, we can throw some balls his way and he will find a way to get that ball in the net, sometimes with some just insane finishes and I'm sure those were some of the things that Como was looking at, no matter what style of play Como has, Joe could be effective there, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a good test for him uh, going from uh, MLS to um, second division and he had used to MLS. Uh, He had some experience uh, in France, played first division, second division. So Mm. I think it will be easier for him to adapt since he had already played, uh, not in Italy, but he played uh, in France. So um, I think adaptation for him will be easier than for a player that will be just going there for their first time.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that speaks perfectly to um, the fun facts that I think a lot of our listeners will know this already. But in case you're listening and you don't know, he Joe Keeney was born, is born uh, to an Italian father, a Jamaican mother. But from the ages of eight to 12, he lived in Parma, Italy, and that's only two hours away from Como. Um, And apparently Lake Como, I think we've all heard of Lake Como. Very beautiful, very gorgeous. If if this goes through and it looks like it will, sounds like that could be a really nice vacation, Santiago. You might have to skip Puerto Rico next year and go to go to Lake Como.
1: Go to Lake Como, but in the winter, uh, I'm not sure.
0: That's a good point. All right, I take it back. I take it back. It's a little too far north for that. Um, but you know, this is it's it's such a wonderful thing. I'm so happy for Nico. I think this is a really good opportunity for him. And, um, you know, also just to take a half a step back as a national team uh, fan for the United States, um, he has eight caps with them, three goals, two assists. I was just talking to the guys at MLS Aces about this situation. And I was like, listen, as it doesn't matter as a city fan, if you just take a step back and look as a USA fan that seeing guys like Cade Cowell and uh, Vazquez go down to Liga MX, um, and then we also see um, what's his name, Robinson, going to Cincinnati from Atlanta uh, for a year, maybe two. Seeing those guys move as national team players, as potential full team players, some of them maybe be top um, national team players in the, in the near future. Um, seeing them stay in this continent, to me, was a bit of a disappointment, and so um, I, I, I'm really happy to see Nico go. He had, did I already say that he has eight caps with the national team, three goals, two assists. That's a lot of production with only eight caps he hasn't really gotten a good look with the national team a, a fair shake perhaps he hasn't earned it yet but now i think he's on his way to maybe earning that
1: yeah i think now um that he's playing in he's gonna be playing in italy i think um greg berhalter and the coaching staff uh, will start looking at him a, a little bit more yeah i know they they keep an eye on mls but uh, i think uh I think they when when somebody goes overseas uh, to one of those top five leagues, I think um, they will keep a closer eye on it, and I think that will bring more opportunities for him, especially if he performs um, in this um, first period in in Serie B, and then uh, if they are promoted, um, it's it's a good opportunity for him. Uh, I think it's a win-win overall for him and and for CDSC.
0: Agree. Um, and with that, uh, just like a, a side comment that since he does have an Italian father, since he's been playing in Italy, we're kind of thinking he probably has that Italian uh, passport. So it's really easy for him, if so, to get that transfer in. He's not an international slot in Italy. He will just be, you know, a, a domestic player over there, uh, which is really nice for him. I think it was an easy, um, an easier move for him than maybe some of those some of those other Americans. Perhaps I was I was listing earlier. Um Is there anything else you want to say about the move itself before we kind of start talking about the effects of the move?
1: Uh, no, the move itself, um, no, although just looking here at our notes, uh, is it bad timing? Is it good timing? Like, what are your thoughts? It is,
0: I mean, I would say it's not the best timing because we're about to start playing and you know this isn't the time to bring in a new striker and start teaching him the system right that's not something you want to be doing though i guess we just did it with with two fullbacks so maybe i'm overthinking that um but you know i guess that's also assuming we bring in a new striker maybe it's not that big a deal i don't really know what to think about the santiago and mls aces the guys were like listen at least we're not two three weeks into the season and you got a new player and that's a good point that we may be looking at that in a couple of weeks. What do you think, Santiago? Because you asked me, but I, I truly, I, I'm, I'm really torn on this, on this issue.
1: Yeah, obviously timing is not great, uh, but yeah, at least it happened at the beginning of preseason. Mm-hmm. But just thinking about what the team did last season, uh, when some key players um, got injured and missed time, uh, it was always that mentality: next man up, and guys perform. So to me, I don't think the team will replace him like right away during this um, winter window. Maybe depending on how things go, they may look at bringing somebody during the summer window. But I see this move as a great opportunity for other guys to uh, to step up. Like uh, you have a young uh, striker on Caden Glover that, Maybe could be looking at, at getting um, more minutes even if it is from the bench. And and you also have uh, Rasmus Alm. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be, doesn't look like he's going to be available for the beginning of the season. But um, he had surgery and, and he's on his way up. Um, he will recover from that injury and, and he could, could be an asset. He can play as a striker too. Uh, and then you have a uh, new Vittorison, Celio Pompeo can also yeah. contribute there. So I think it's an opportunity for all of these guys to um, get more minutes. And um, hopefully one of them or a couple of them will um, score goals and, and basically replace uh, that production from Nico. So I think it's a good opportunity for the guys that are already there.
0: I agree. And, and I think we could even get to the point of saying that perhaps we don't make a move and we just see what the guys we have can do in that position. Um, assuming, you know, fitness isn't going to be a problem for having to fill all those all those extra minutes and having less depth on the roster at that position. Um, I don't really think it'll be a problem, to be honest. Maybe we almost never play a two striker system. And that in a way solves the problem, right? I mean, just two strikers rotating, uh, throughout the season with a little bit of Caden Glover pushed in, but I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't hate it in the way that city spends, you know, being bottom of the barrel, close to bottom of the barrel in spending. Um, perhaps they just see how the guys we have, uh, work and, and give them their chance because, the other flip side of this, just like you were saying, Santiago, um, that Caden Glover might get a nice chance. If we bring someone in, Caden Glover may not get that nice chance, right? You have to look at both sides of that, especially if we bring in someone. Um, you know, there's, We're going to talk about the cap here, and there's a lot of room to spend if we really want to. And so if we bring a high-quality player, a high-spender, spent uh, spender, um, that's something that you know Caden Glover may not get as much time. And I guess the last thing I want to say about Caden Glover I, is that, you know, if if we want to keep bringing up this five year plan of Lutz's, um, I think in that five year plan, Caden Glover would be expected to be, you know, putting in a lot of minutes next season, the 25 season. And so maybe we're a year ahead. And so if he looks a little rough and. Um, just keep that in mind right like maybe it's a year before he was meant to be playing a lot of minutes and be relied on not just like getting extra minutes but to be relied on to to be a role player in this in this squad it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out
1: yeah and the team is is taking it easy with him uh, last year obviously he he had an injury so he missed some time but then um when uh, he was playing with cd2 he he scored goals, so uh, he already had some success um, in MLS Next Pro, and I think the next step in, in that progression is to um, to have him with the first team, uh, train more with the first team, make a uh, game their roster uh, a few times, and uh, get some minutes from the bench. But, but yeah, I, I will continue uh, the way the team is handling it, like one step at a time, now you are part of the first team and you're fully integrated make uh, the roster sometimes come off the bench sometimes and and then uh basically you you start building up and, and then for 2025 it could be an option and that's where i see um players like uh selio and and Torres on uh, stepping up and getting more minutes and, and sharing some of those minutes with with glover
0: yeah and i almost uh think that those people deserve those minutes you look at um, what Celio did in that final game in the playoffs at the end of the game you know I I mean it's a wild goal right but if he's able to step up in really important situations and, and be a role player in so many different ways I mean he played so many positions last year maybe more than most other players um, on the squad and so getting him more minutes is not a bad thing in my eyes and 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 it raises his profile in the same way that it raised Joe Acchini's profile to come play for City so uh, you know we can hope for the same thing for a guy that was just picked up for, at City 2 straight out of college as is, is like a walk-on player, you know what I mean? I mean, that could be a really interesting story long-term. Um, you're listening to Flyover Footy on the big 550 KTRS. I'm a little late saying that. It's, it's, our first, it's my first uh, episode back. I said I was a little nervous, but it's going okay, Santiago. Not as smooth as always, but we're doing okay, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're doing, you're doing great. Welcome back to Flyover uh, Footy. Welcome to the 2024 season. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've been putting it off because it's
0: been such a busy, crazy year. Last year we haven't gotten much of a break, but now with all of this ramping up, I've been so excited to get to get going again. Um, I say that as we're about to move into the scariest part of the episode for me, and that is. <laughs> MLS roster rules are going to come into play as we talk about um, the waves that are that are flowing out of this possible de- deal here with, with Nico Joachini. Um, Matt gave me a lot of information. I'm going to do my best to uh, translate that for everybody, regurgitate it in the best way I possibly can, as I said, online. Um, the most interesting thing to start with, I think, is Matt like crunched some numbers and kind of looked at the salary that Joe Keeney was on about $400,000 and added that to what he estimates uh, city has available now based on um, all the numbers he crunched. I can't even tell you all of them. He kind of mentioned a few of them. Um, and so we added things up and the remaining money left is 229, just over $229,000 in TAM 2.732 million in GAM and the salary cap has $135,000, you know, I'm, I'm rounding down and up here, uh, $135,000 left on the salary cap, and that is... Pushing all of the money from salary cap to GAM. You know, the salary cap has more than that, but it can be bought down by GAM. And so he's automatically pushing that to GAM. Yeah. Uh, in order because that's just like it's roll over you can roll that over whereas the salary cap just disappears and refreshes next year. So um good stuff from Matt. That's massive. Again, two hundred and thirty thousand in TAM, two point seven three two in GAM, one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in salary cap. That's a lot of money to go out shopping with, especially. With the skills that Lutz has, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And just just to clarify, these are estimates uh, yes. since uh, since uh, those figures are never made public. Uh, but um, it's estimates based on uh, player salaries, which players uh, you will need uh, time for uh, in order to um, to lower their salary, their sa- their salary uh, impact and. Um, they will not be designated players, uh, so these are all estimates just just to clarify because that that is never made uh, That information is never yeah. made public Thank But um, but it's it's a good good indication or, or or where we are at
0: and Matt also thinks this is like the minimum of what's available um, He doesn't he doesn't think it's on the high side He thinks if he's wrong It's gonna be more on the low side in the way that he calculated it, but that's a lot of money like you said It can't be a designated player. Those slots are closed, right? It can't be, unless something changes, it can't be an international player unless we acquire a slot somehow, Um, because we're all out of international slots. And and in fact, Jose Kijima is also not allowed to be signed on our roster for that reason, Um, which actually, Santiago, we've been meaning to fit this into the conversation. And I think this is our perfect opportunity no international slots unless something changes one of those things that could change is a green card isn't it
1: yeah yeah and we have uh players that came in 2022 between July and August uh Roman Berkey, Edward Leuven, Nilsson, Klaus, Thomas Ostrak, uh Selmir Pedro, Isaac Jensen that's like the core group of 7 that that came around that time and um all of them except that uh, nilsson got mls next pro minutes uh some more than others but um but just thinking uh about what has happened with other teams or international players and it's not the same for every team but uh for some teams, for some teams it has been a year for other teams it has been Two seasons. Uh, we recently saw that um, Sebastian Drusi from Austin mm-hmm. finally got his green card, but this will be his fourth season. so it, it is not the same for every team, um, but I'm thinking that we're around that time frame where uh, some of these players um, will be close to uh, getting a green card, so that could be one of those things that before the beginning of the season is is announced and they finally get it and that releases some international slots uh, you were talking about uh Jose Kijima if he is to be signed and nothing changes with the green card situation the team will need to get a, an international slot in order uh, to sign him, so um, hopefully we'll get some news on the green car, green car front um, in the next few days.
0: Yeah, and and even if he doesn't, I think they can sign him to MLS to uh, sorry, City to. And, um, Harry Austin is, is in the chat and he corrected me. You can get four, uh, loans up from the two team, um, before you have to Mm -hmm. be signed. So we could get a little bit of that. Uh, we were talking a lot about who was I talking to about, uh, Chris Klein or, uh, Johnny Klein rather getting minutes. That's soccer zombie was on, uh, with the Johnny Klein shout and then I'm with him. It'd be really nice, but man, we're so limited on space now. You know Joe Keaney leaving would open one space up for a domestic player. So could Johnny Klein fill that space? Yeah, I could. I don't yeah. know if I would expect that necessarily until um, we know, you know what happens perhaps in, in the center summer transfer season, um, or whether someone gets signed right away. Who knows? I, I enjoyed the Twitter, uh, the city Twitter uh, putting the uh, picture of Lutz up on the phone you know saying who is he talking to that's
1: yeah (laughs) that that was funny that was funny and people like making jokes about it oh yeah he's calling me he's about to sign me Bro, yeah nice (laughs) i missed
0: that that's great
1: yeah i I saw that somewhere but but yeah um i hope he was talking business with somebody yeah i know i know i do and
0: i don't uh for the reasons we talked about there um now there i mean just for fun i I didn't put much thought or, or effort into this but there are some really fun free agents that we could just talk to talk about. I mean, it's, it's like too soon takes kind of preseason sort of stuff, right? Um, we would love for Joe Acchini to stay for all the wrong reasons, right? For all of the selfish reasons, we're happy for him to go. But if he were to go, there's some fun options out there. Um, this is one that Stu shot down immediately and he's right. Uh, But it would be fun to have Will Bruin on the team and he can retire. The St. Louis striker could retire in St. Louis. That might be nice. I know he's a free agent right now. There are guys like Ola Kamara, Kai Kamara, Diego Rubio are free agents. Uh, This year would be, you know, affordable Tam Gam guys that we could bring in and could, you know, fill minutes. Fill a lot of minutes. Those guys could. And they're experienced journeymen in MLS. Um, I don't think they would take up an international slot at this point. None of those guys. Um, I got a couple more there. I think, Santiago, you'd love to talk about at least one of the ones we have listed here. Mm, who, who could that be? <laughs> there was a St. Louis FC option, a former St. Louis FC player, Albert Dequa. And I couldn't believe I, I started listing people in the DMs and and someone was finally like, what about Albert Dequa? perfect player I mean that man would shine in this system and look at what he just did in the USL championship he was getting looks from clubs um, in England I think it was league one or league two levels but that's amazing for a USL player to get looks and, and questions about your availability from usl championship um he ended up getting signed at rhode island fc which is a brand new team in the championship but he got 20 goals last year in a bob Lilly system right i mean that's incredible athletic as heck when he was in st louis obviously he couldn't finish like there were a lot of finishing problems clearly he worked that out got the golden boot and he was the usl championship player of the year awesome player and how fun would that be right i think he could pull it off
1: that would have been a, a great signing, uh, but yeah, he, he signed with Rhode Island, but uh, but yeah, just uh, seeing, uh, th- we always talk about that, seeing uh, one of these uh, St. Louis FC players at some point <laughs> coming back to St. Louis and and uh, play, playing for St. Louis CDSC, that would have been a uh, a great scenario. Unfortunately, he, he's already signed. But just thinking about USL, that that could be another source if mm-hmm. if the team uh, needs to find somebody quickly. I I don't think um, they will move quickly. Obviously, the window is not is not over yet. Um, but I think uh, just based on the way they do things, um, I think they will start with the players that are there and see what. Um, what they could get, and if they can replace uh, Nico's production. If that doesn't happen, uh, they will, there will be a move during, during the summer window um, based on uh, the budget restrictions and uh, international slots and, and all of that. But, but I think um, I don't expect to see any activity um, in the, before the beginning of the season. We'll, we'll probably see something in the summer. But um, but yeah, just thinking about USL and about Diqua, another player that comes to mind, um, and it's a player I really like uh, is Wilson Harris that played for uh, Sporting KC and yeah. and had success in in USL with uh, with Louisville City, and he just got uh, resigned uh, recently um, to a new contract. But uh, but yeah, USL is a, is another source. So um, Maybe at some point we'll see. Uh, team bringing players from usl
0: yeah wilson harris has always been a player that would fit really well in this system you know we always have the uh the the free jacklin <laughs> comments the hashtag that i like to use that you know spending some money on jacklin Lynn. jacklin Lynn, i think would work in a lot of systems and we've seen him work really hard even in a st louis fc shirt um that that year he played in usl League uh, league two That was so much fun to watch him run his butt off for St. Louis uh, for a change. Um, You know, he hasn't done that since before college um, at that point. Um, So I would love to see that again. But you mentioned USL. Um, I asked um, John Morrissey of USL Tactics, of the USL Show, good friend from our past. Um, He said that Philip Goodrum, um, you may have heard about him. I guess he kind of requested... Uh, he had interest from MLS and so he requested a transfer from Memphis and there was a lot of drama and he ended up in in Tulsa because he didn't want to play for Memphis anymore because of what went down so I think this is already a no right? based on that situation that's not the kind of player uh, we want to bring in necessarily unless it was a one-time thing but that man 21 goals six assists in 32 appearances in 2022 in memphis he got 12 goals and two assists in 21 appearances so he's scoring well over every other uh game in the usl championship and a similar player is danny musowski who is playing or was at rsl he's a free agent now and i think he's the best fit st louis could look for in the united states right now he's a domestic player Um, one goal every two and a half games at rsl scored like crazy for uh, Las Vegas Lights in Reno 1868 is when I remember him playing against St. Louis FC back in the day. So um, really good player, Danny Masovsky. A lot of interesting players. We could all make a massive list. I saw there were uh, some guys from Europe getting looks from MLS teams, uh, a player from Cologne or uh, Mainz, I can't remember which, um, that was getting looks from MLS teams. Um, I'll just say... Um, Santiago I don't think they're in a rush I think they want to bring in the right guy I think Lutz probably has a list full Of amazing players we'd be lucky to have And I'll just say that Daniel Gavura in the in the chat here um, He doesn't think they're done And Justin horner yeah. also doesn't think Lutz is done
1: I, I was going to ask you about that Since I saw that coming on the chat Do you think uh, Obviously I already said no But do you think there will be some movement And Lutz is not done
0: uh, I mean, Justin is a, is a good head on his shoulders if he thinks Luce isn't done. I, I'm i with you, though. I, I think they're not going to rush it. If I just had to guess, if you guys wanted to hear my guess on the matter, I don't think they're going to rush it. And I, the only reason I think it may happen fast is someone like Luce just is always ready for anything. I imagine every single position has a depth chart of three to five to 50 players, uh, that he would love to sign and bring in for different reasons. And so Nico might just be that excuse, freeing up all that money might be that excuse to be like, Hey, this guy I've always talked to with this guy. I've always wanted to bring in is available right now. I could get him with this amount of money that is available to me. Why not try and just see if it happens. And it could just be the right guy on the right day and it works out otherwise. I think we wait what do you think Santiago you, you yeah re-
1: and even though yeah even though I still think no uh, okay there won't be anything uh the one thing that, keep, that I keep thinking about is uh last week yeah I think it was last week there were some remarks uh from Bradley Carnell uh on the post-dispatch and basically he at that point said yeah we were done but he, he said, "We're done, but if something happens in the market, which also makes me think maybe this nico thing was already in the works. Mm-hmm. He said if something's happened, if something happens, and uh, if a player uh, leaves or something, we we may do something. But at this point, with what we have, we were done. But then the nico move happens. So maybe, maybe, maybe Justin is right, and maybe something will will happen. I, I just don't know. Uh, I just wouldn't like the team to, to rush it. But as you said, um, Lutz, uh, I'm sure he, he has a list of players he he likes. Um, maybe it will not materialize this um, during this winter t- window. Maybe during the summer. But if I had to uh, to say it, if I had to pick, I would say just go with the guys that are here, mm-hmm. see what they can provide, and and then um, if if that that if they don't deliver to your expectations, then uh, move during the summer window. But uh, we'll see. You never happen. You never know what what could happen with lutes.
0: I love that because you, you look at what Az Jackson and we're about to talk about him a little bit before we we go. Uh, but you look at what Az Jackson did last year. I don't think anyone knew that was coming per se. And um, you know, in a way, I love what you said there, Santiago. Like just read the tea leaves. Give everyone a shot. And you'll be able to see where we're lacking even better after we give all those guys their their chances. Because, yeah, AZ was awesome. And it looks like he has a lot more potential to unlock. And we still saw some weaknesses, right? And I would actually even say that a lot of those weaknesses are things that um, Thorson is good at. Those two are a nice complement for each other in, a, in an interesting way. Um one more comment it's a good one fat Fat bug 24 said i don't think they're done but it might not be an immediate impact a la thor a a la like every player on st louis city look at ostra (laughs) look at jensen like every player was signed for the future and so um i think that's a great point um let's talk about um anything else santiago about this because we do have a few news items to hit before we leave and we're running out of time
1: uh, the only thing, uh, last thing, um, it was a surprise uh, that it was Nico. The, f- the first player to be sold was Nico. Um, I know there were rumors hmm. about that then ran, about AC Jackson, but then all of the sudden uh, this Nico-Joachini thing happened so quickly. Um, uh, to me, it was totally unexpected.
0: Same. I didn't expect it. So you agree. You, that's what you said, that you, you didn't expect it.
1: Yeah, no, I know. It was totally unexpected. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if the team goes um, with the players that are already here and know the system, or if uh, it may find an alternative that maybe, as Fatback24 was saying, won't be immediate impact. But down the road, when the schedule gets busy uh, and uh, you need a player, maybe – that player will have enough time to, uh, to get used to the league and to uh, contribute. So so we'll see. It's still a, a few days uh, until the winter window closes. Um, we'll see if we get some news. Otherwise, um, the team uh, will go with the players that are already here and, and hopefully we'll get some production from those players.
0: Yeah, and I do want to say I imagine Matt Baker is listening to this and ripping his hair out (laughs) because he has so much more information he'd like to throw at us. There are a few things we haven't covered, uh, but we are going to move on anyway. But I did want to say that the goal is to kind of get Matt to fill us in on a few more things, and we'll take some info about what we have talked about tonight and kind of mix it with what Matt would like to add and and kind of add some videos throughout uh, the week, this upcoming week. And I'm excited to kind of. Bring that to you guys on uh, other platforms like, you know, YouTube, if you guys get on there a lot and Instagram, we're going to throw some stuff on there and some short videos for Twitter as well. Uh, last comment. Come on guys, buy down one of the DBs. Let's go get Sergeant, increase him from 1.3 million per year into 2.5. Let's partner him with Klaus and get this thing going. Why wait? That is a take and a half. That's abo, abo. Um, thanks, man. Uh, appreciate that from YouTube. That's a, it's a fun one. And You know, why not go all out? There's a whole depth chart that we could go over here and and talk about how this affects all around the depth chart. I imagine we'll hit some of that with Matt Baker. I want to talk about quickly, AZ Jackson being called into January camp. Um, We got some good conversation on the Galazzo show featuring uh, Jesse Marsh and uh, Charlie Davies were on it. And they both kind of agreed that AZ Jackson will get the start. And I I hope that's like them kind of knowing what's going to happen. I would love for that to be true, um, because um, listening to comments from uh, Greg Berhalter, Timmerman was um, on from the post-dispatch, was on the call for the press conference um, with with Greg Berhalter. And he asked him, what do you think about AZ Berhalter seemed as unexcited as you could ever imagine a coach being uh, talking about AZ Jackson. He, he listed all of his qualities perfectly, but it didn't sound like he was like anxious to really throw him in there. But he was like, hey, I'm excited to see what he can do. So clearly he's going to give him a chance. Greg's, Greg's a good guy. Um, And so these guys are saying that they think AZ is going to start in the eight position. That'll be probably more of a a 10 looking position because they think he might be teamed up with Aiden Morris at the six and Tim Tillman, who's a clear eight, um, who's a good defensive player as well. So um, but, you know, it's Jesse Marsh, too, who really likes a good pressing player, right? That's the system right. he, he rolls with. So um, take all this with a massive, you know, a little itty-bitty grain of salt um, that is Jesse Marsh and Charlie Davies. But that would be a lot of fun for, for AZ to get that, that call to start or even sub in against Slovenia with the national team, get his first cap with the senior team.
1: Yeah, it'd be great to see him getting some minutes, whether it is uh... – from the beginning of the game or coming from the bench. Um, but yeah, getting his first cap uh, during his first call-up um, will be great, uh, a player who um, is expected to uh, have great impact with City this year. The only caveat is, will he be gone uh, yeah. during the summer window? So uh, lots of things to, uh, to worry about uh, for um, between now and, and the next uh, transfer window.
0: Luckily, I think for us, he has a lot to prove yet. And I think he's going to get there based on how much he's already improved and how hard the guy works. But um, we'll just see where that goes. That is something to keep in mind. Appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, Lastly, I think the last, nope, two more things to talk about. Some fun ones. Max Schneider got signed by Indy 11. So he'll be playing in USL Championship, which is a step up from MLS Next Pro. And depending on how you look at it, for most, most people would agree with that. So I really hope he gets to show his quality in the next level in the United States. Um, You know, it's a more athletic league. It's a big boy league compared to MLS next pro. And so I think he'll do well there. I think his biggest uh, lacking thing was speed. And he's such a smart player that I think he probably could have hacked it in MLS if he got a shot. And so I think he will definitely hack it in USL championship. I thought that
1: was yeah cool yeah it's it's too bad he he didn't get that shot obviously he he ended the mls next pro season in 2022 he ended injured and mm. and then um he uh he had surgery and had some recovery yeah. time and ended up uh being the low knee to um cd2 was the 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 one player that um was on loan uh between cd and, and cd2 he got Called up uh, for a game, but um, didn't didn't play. But um, it's a good opportunity for him. It's just too bad that timing didn't work for for him um, with City. But it's a good player. I really like what I saw from him uh, in City too. So hopefully he will do well in in USL and maybe down the road down the road to find an opportunity in MLS.
0: Love that as well. Um, Indy 11 has one of the worst fields in soccer (laughs) Uh, (laughs) in the USL championship, I should say, actually, uh, because there is a difference there. He's a great dead ball kicker, so that'll come in handy in a place like Indy 11. Um, Adam Grinwis joins the Ginger Ninja, the goalkeeper who was at Orlando uh, City last, I believe, Uh, joins Mark Segbers, another St. Louisan. Uh, AJ Cochran just retired from this club goalkeeper coach Brian Jones is at this club I found out Um, that's so cool I didn't realize that Uh, but Charleston Battery um, will be going there Uh, really quality goalkeeper especially his just like his uh, reaction saves the man is incredible he's really good at stopping PKs Um, so they'll love him there Charleston Battery is such a cool team to follow in the USL championship they just signed a Mexican national a kid to RSL Right as Diego Luna is starting to, to turn into something special, they sign another young up and coming player from the USL again. That's a cool one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Charleston uh, had a had, good, had a good season last year. They they made it to the final, lost it to uh, mm-hmm. to Phoenix Rising, but a uh, great season. As a fun fact, uh, Anthony Markanic's uh, brother uh, plays for uh, Charleston Battery. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Story Club had some down years, and now they're back on top. I love to see it. Lastly, U twenty one U P S L team is going to play Saturday at two p.m. I was hoping this would be a home game. I don't follow it well enough to have known that. Unfortunately, this game is being played in Atlanta against the Florida Premier, Florida Premier FC, rather. But it's a quarterfinals. Two games ago, they won by like six goals. Last game was a two to one victory um these u21 players are doing awesome there's like three players with i think eight goals
1: yeah and it's not really a u21 squad oh okay Uh, it's it's more well yeah it's called u21 but most of the players are um like 18 19 uh, because this u this u21 this upsl team is is like the bridge uh between the academy and cd2 like guys who uh Maybe are done with the academy, but want to continue developing and playing in another league before going to college. This is the the bridge to that. So uh, a lot of guys, um, a lot of familiar faces from from the academy, play with this team. Uh, so um, I remember talking to to Luis Swisher about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's a it's a very young team, um, 18, 19 years old, and." Uh, this league has some teams that have uh, some more senior players mm-hmm. and players with experience uh, in our leagues like USL, USL1. So uh, it's a good test uh, for our young guys. And uh, hopefully uh, we will see some of them with CD2 once um, the season ends. Uh, it's the quarterfinals uh, against Florida Premier. And if they win, they will go to um, the final. It's like a final four uh the mm. national finals are february 2nd to february 4th
0: okay very cool well that's it from us guys we fit as much as we could into this 45 minute show um We're going to hit you real hard, I think, next week. We'll do a longer show. Um, If you're joining us on the Big 550 KTRS, please check out our podcast. Uh, Send us a review and a like. Uh, You'll get a lot more information if you follow the podcast. If you enjoyed uh, tonight's show, um, we appreciate you listening and making it this far. I know you got a combination of last week's show and this week's show, the premiere of the season, and then the big news with Nico Joachini. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please join us in the future. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, everybody this season is only goodness it's about a month away now isn't it four weeks
1: yeah um yeah four weeks uh, february 20th is yeah. is the first game so we are 31 days look forward 31 to it more days.
0: we're gonna we're gonna lead you in with style we're gonna give you all the information we can come across i know matt santiago you're gonna get a, a presser tomorrow actually the first one of the season
1: Yeah, first presser of the season uh, is tomorrow with Coach Carnell and Tim Parker and and Roman Berkey. So we'll see um, what they have to say about this first week of preseason.
0: Love it. Look forward to it. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.